everyone, I'm Dr. Maz and you're listening to episode 17 of the Balanced Natural Health podcast, where we discuss East, West and all the best in natural health. So in today's episode, we will be continuing on from our chats in episode 16 about biophotons, which is the light that we are all emitting, us and all living beings are emitting at all times. And last episode, we talked about how this biophoton emission can be measured and quantified. And in fact, researchers have found that it follows a regular daily rhythm and a regular yearly rhythm. And they also observed that there is a cohesiveness and harmony to the pattern of emission of these biophotons when an organism is in a state of health and when an organism is in a state of stress or imbalance or healing some kind of situation that there can be incoherent or chaotic emissions. So actually the pattern of the light that we're emitting can be diagnostic of our state of health. And interestingly for today's discussion, so in today's discussion, we'll be talking about how we can work with this light, practical things that we can do in our everyday lives to optimize and harmonize our biophoton emission. So interestingly, and in relation to that is the fact that researchers also found that biophotons appear to move in channels or pathways that align with the channels of the acupuncture systems. So I think if we look at the traditional wisdom that understood the communication pathways of the acupuncture channels, there is a lot there for us to learn in lifestyle practices and self-treatment that we can do in order to optimize our light. So before I continue talking about some of these ancient health practices like Qigong, which is literally energy work, or Tai Chi or acupressure or yoga, I'd like to touch on the fact that these channels that the biophotons appear to move in and that relate to acupuncture channels are actually the fascial pathways, the pathways of fascia in the body. And fascia is a very unique type of tissue that wraps all of the structures in the body and it's got a semiconductive so it can conduct electricity and a liquid crystalline shape so it's very organized and it can transmit energy and information and in fact what modern researchers found was that when they measured the light absorption and light communication qualities of these fascia or acupuncture pathways they found that they were much more favorable for transmitting light So knowing that, how can we flex and open and nourish our fascial pathways? And when we look to the the wisdom of the ancients, we see practices like the ones I just mentioned. So for example, things like yin yoga are amazing because they allow the body to soften and open into the fascia. So unlike more dynamic forms of yoga, we're allowing time for the body to reorganize itself and allow that correct structuring to occur which then allows that light flow to become balanced and regular. We also see a similar set of codified practices in things like qigong which might look similar to tai chi to a lot of people 
And in these sets or forms, we're actually working all of the acupuncture channels or in things like medical Qigong, we might focus on the channels and related organ systems, which are all connected by fascia um, that need particular therapeutic focus. So we might have, say, a digestive Qigong, which focuses on the spleen and stomach channel. Um, but all of those, they link movement and breath and intent to open up those fascia pathways. So we can do this at home. We can, there's so many wonderful um, different practices available online and even just in our local communities. I know here where I live, we have Tai Chi on the beach and community yoga on the beach. So any of those practices that get things moving can be really beneficial. I did share also a very simple Qigong practice a couple of months ago on my socials and it's called Drawing Down the Heavens. And in this one, we're basically planting our feet on the ground, ideally bare feet, connecting to the Earth's electromagnetic field and lifting our arms up to the heavens to draw down that cosmic energy and drawing it down through the body and into the Earth. So that's one very simple movement that we see appearing through many of these ancient movement practices and techniques that starts to set about the correct foundational flow of biophotons and of energy in the body. Another really important way that we can improve our biophoton pattern and balance is through grounding. And this is the practice of connecting with the Earth's electromagnetic field. So walking barefoot, lying on the ground without any kind of insulating materials between you and the Earth, and just allowing yourself to absorb the Earth's energy to exchange electrons with the Earth. There's so many amazing studies that show the benefits of this in reducing inflammation, reducing stress and toning down the nervous system as well. Um, and I think it's really interesting to consider that the Earth's electromagnetic resonance or heartbeat, which is called the Schumann resonance, it resonates at around 7.83 hertz. And to me, it's interesting that our brain waves, when they're in their most relaxed state, when they're in their alpha or theta state, are around that 7.83 hertz. So it's quite amazing that there's such a correlation between the Earth's resonance and our brain resonance. And indeed, there's been some amazing research done, just on a side note, about the Schumann resonance. And looking at on days when the Schumann resonance is more intense, that there's actually greater synchronization of brain activity of humans that were studied in this study. So basically, the more powerful energy that the Earth was pumping out, the more that our brains were synchronized around the world um, in the control in the study group and um, the greater cohesiveness there was. So imagine if everyone got out there in bare feet on the earth and we were all coming into harmony in these relaxed alpha and theta brainwave states. What an amazing world that would be, hey? And how healing it would be for us to be in that relaxed rest and digest nervous system state where we can do healing and repair. So we've talked about grounding, we've talked about movement practices that link breath and opening and stimulation of the fascia with intent and guiding of chi with that as well, energy work. Another way that we can mobilize and nourish these fascia pathways is through self-massage, things like acupressure, also acupuncture, but there's a lot you can do at home for yourself. So you can have a look at a, a map of all the main acupuncture channels, 
or you could just be guided intuitively on what felt good so you could say start uh, with tapping and rubbing gently the face and head moving down through the neck then front and back of the torso then tapping or rubbing up and down the arms and then moving further down the torso and tapping or rubbing up and down the legs and into the feet. So that's waking up the acupuncture channels and also massaging and stimulating the fascia pathways. Now uh, the fascia and in fact much of our body is predominantly water so another way that we can ensure that everything is supple is to ensure that we have healthy hydration and one thing that's really important here is that not all water is created equal. I've touched on briefly in my socials about the importance of structured water. I will do some podcasts on this because this is a huge I think it's actually the next big frontier in health, uh, realizing actually the difference between bulk water and structured water. But basically structured water takes on a liquid crystalline ordered state. And so if we're drinking structured water, which say comes from natural springs or from healthy, clean water that's been sitting in sunlight and has been vibrated by the sun's rays to arrange itself into a beautiful structured shape, or structure, then when we drink this water, then we are hydrating all of our body tissues with the ideal form of water, which then already facilitates um, the smooth flow of chi and biophotons in the body. So definitely structured water or as close to natural water as possible, ideally from the source. Another thing we can do is get ourselves into the sunlight. The sunlight is amazing at structuring our not just our drinking water, but also our body water. So if we can absorb some sunlight onto our bodies, we'll be smoothing out all of the communication pathways by making sure that the water is nicely structured and aligned. Infrared is another frequency that can also stimulate that, that kind of cohesive arrangement as are things like the terahertz ones that are doing the rounds. I love mine, it's really amazing. Um, and things like um, different frequency and healing devices as well. So anything that brings a cohesive frequency to the body tissues, because we know that ultimately everything is frequency, atoms and molecules are predominantly empty space. So if we can achieve a harmony across all of those frequencies, if they can be harmonizing together like an orchestra, then we will have beautiful flow. If they're out of sync with each other, then we can start to have chaotic movement and that's where things that look like diseases start to pop up. So on that note, while we want to increase exposure to natural frequencies to improve the flow of everything in the body, we want to look at decreasing our exposure to non-native frequencies. So these include frequencies like Wi-Fi, like mobile phone signals, um, like a lot of the um, frequencies coming off electronics and electrical devices, even the way that our houses can be wired and the fact that when a lot of different appliances are drawing or creating load on that system, the different waves that they're creating in that wiring can be incoherent. Um, so even the simple things like putting your phone on aeroplane mode or just turning off the Wi-Fi and cellular data. So just leaving it so that your phone can still receive calls and text messages. 
um, when you're not needing that data can give your system a break from being bombarded with non-native frequencies. Definitely turning your phone off at night and trying to reduce electronics while you sleep. So even things like getting a battery operated alarm clock can be great. Switching off appliances at the wall to reduce any load coming through the wiring. Just really simple things, um, turning off your Wi-Fi router if you can at night because obviously there's a lot of different frequencies out there during the day that it's going to be hard to eliminate all of them. But if we can give ourselves eight hours of deep rest overnight with as little of that interference as possible, then that's going to put us in really good stead without interfering with how we live our day-to-day -day lives. And while we're on the topic of non-native frequencies, another thing that I always recommend against are ear pods or any kind of wireless headphones or wireless anything that's attached to the body, even watches and the like or heart rate monitors. So we know that our hearts and brains emit a electromagnetic field that's unique to us. And we know, for example, that our relaxed brain waves are in much in alignment with the Earth's electromagnetic state, but not so much with non-native frequencies. So to my thinking, why would we want to put non-native frequencies near these vital organs that are doing such important work to keep us coherent and harmonic? And I remember reading in a book, um, it was The Case Against Reality, which is a fascinating book I'll talk about more in future. But there was an example there talking about how a transcranial magnet from memory could take away our color vision. So I think they were experimenting with how different electromagnetic fields outside the body could affect our physical function. So if we know that applying a certain magnet frequency or intensity can remove our color vision, imagine what these non-native frequencies can be doing to our state of health on a subclinical level. So that's why I reckon wired headphones and wired accessories all the way. So we've got two more areas that I'd like to talk about that we can address in our day-to-day -day life. And the first of those is our nutrition and the second of those is meditation, mindset, intent and so on. So starting off with food, I think that the more that we choose whole foods or foods as close as possible to nature, minimally processed, not genetically modified or bioengineered, organic if possible or spray free. There's a lot of spray free farmers markets popping up and even in supermarkets these days you can get organic veggies. So those vegetables are in their closest structure to nature and vegetables and produce like that contain structured water which I touched on before. So we can actually improve our hydration with produce and herbs that are in as natural a state as possible. Researchers also found uh, when talking about biophotons that there seemed to be a link between a diet that's high in antioxidants and lower biophoton emission. So as I touched on in the last episode, when a body system is under stress, there tends to be greater emission of biophotons. So when we're eating a diet high in antioxidants, which are scavengers of free radicals and they reduce the toxic load on the body effectively, then we have a lower biophoton emission, which there's a correlation between that lower emission and a state of greater balanced health. And those fresh foods are a great source of antioxidants. 
and another perspective on whole foods and their benefit to us with respect to biophotons and chi is that they generally are farmed in soils that have higher mineral content and we know that minerals help us to structure our water as well they have a lovely ordered and regular structure that can provide that same coherence to our body water which then allows for smoother flow of chi or biophotons in the body so definitely as much whole foods as possible and that also includes organic or grass-fed um, meats ethically raised um, regenerative regeneratively farmed as well so it's good for the earth we're packing um, the carbon back into the soil and continuing mother nature's life cycle and the final area that I wanted to talk about today with regards to cultivating our light is the practice of meditation or mindful awareness stillness intent all of these practices were linked to a, a more coherent state of biophoton emission and also with people who had really cultivated the movement of their own energy they could actually increase their biophoton emission say in the case of people using their hands for healing so we're so fortunate at this time there's so many amazing meditation like free meditation guided meditation things online I did record one a couple of years ago just a quick five minute guided meditation on my podcast so if that calls you you're welcome to look at that um, but like I said there's so many different meditation practices out there and even just a simple thing that we can practice ourselves at home is starting to feel the cultivation of our chi our energy and one of the ways that we uh, first start to learn this in qigong or in acupuncture work is to hold our palms close together and then move them apart just initially a centimeter or two and just bring our gentle awareness without any kind of rigidity or tension closing our eyes and bringing our awareness to that space between the hands and noticing what we feel and just like any muscle or any skill as we continue to practice we get greater refinement in this so over time we can start to expand the distance between our hands and we can still feel that chi that communication between the palms of our hands we can also play with this concept with the soles of our feet there's a really important acupuncture point there it's the beginning of the kidney channel so we can play with how the soles of our feet feel connecting to ideally the earth but perhaps it's the floor perhaps it's some soft socks perhaps it's your shoes and we can actually feel um, after some cultivation and awareness we can feel that the energy is actually rooting down out of our feet and deep into the earth so they're just simple energy practices that anyone can do and the more that we cultivate that intent and that connection with our energy then the more that we can cultivate this coherence and harmony of our energy and biophotons for our greater state of health and this is something that all of us have and on an innate level I think it's why when we hurt ourselves for example we bump or bruise something one of one of the first first things that we do is we put our hand on it to soothe or if a child or pet has hurt themselves we instinctively want to put our hands on them to emit some biophotons and offer soothing touch 
So as we've learnt, there's so many ways that we can open up and facilitate the communication of chi and energy and biophotons, light through our body. And these are through the opening up and manipulation of the fascia pathways. So making sure that they're flowing and open through practices like yoga, qigong, tai chi, acupressure, massage, self-massage, acupuncture, all of those ways are really wonderful to make sure that the pathways are flowing and open and, um, and smooth and communicating well. We've also talked about frequencies and their importance in supporting that flow of light energy. So that's native frequencies or natural frequencies like grounding with the earth, like sunlight. We also talked about the benefits of infrared and we talked about the importance of structuring our water or taking in structured water through the form of spring water or in natural whole foods that are abundant in structured water as well as minerals and antioxidants to support all of our healthy processes and finally we touched on meditation and intent and how important they are as well um, we also talked about limiting non-native frequencies that can interrupt our, our natural flow. And I will add one final thing and our emotional state has such a massive impact and knock-on effect on our physiology. There's um, so many wonderful studies being done in the field of psychoneuroimmunology, which basically links the psyche or our mind with our nervous and immune systems and also our hormonal systems. Uh, but basically cultivating a state of gratitude or peace, contentment can do amazing things to harmonize the flow of energies in our body. So even taking time every day to pick three or five things that you're grateful for and allowing yourself to just bask in that grateful feeling. So not just speaking the words, but also allowing your heart and your whole body to just absorb the, the beauty of that gratitude. So I hope this has been helpful. I look forward to talking more with you about all of the amazing things that are available to us these days from the East and the West and new exciting things for the future of our health. See you next time.